Did this have to happen? Did this have to happen? Um, it did. A New York City man, a homeless man, was choked out on the train. Well, I'm saying the train, the F train and at Broadway Lafayette. And choked to death. Is it his fault? I don't think it's his fault. The man that felt that he had to protect the people around him and himself, is it his fault? I don't think it was his fault either. We'll discuss that and more here on the A-Show Extra. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen, joining me here on YouTube, uh, hopefully Rumble. I think I'm supposed to be streaming live on Rumble. Don't know if it worked, <laughs> to be honest with you guys. But if I if it, if it doesn't work, um, actually, I, I see now that I'm, I'm actually live on Rumble. So that's awesome. Uh, for those that are joining me for the very first time, if you don't know who I am, like I said, I am the, I'm the reporter of the people, the man with the plan. Big Ray here to stay to talk some news today, not Lucha Libre. I usually talk pro wrestling. Some MMA, boxing, that type of stuff. And uh, we also talk some uh, here on the A-Show with the beautiful, the gorgeous, the unbelievable April Hunter. I usually, you know, we'll talk stuff like this. But I've for a long time wanted to do a show where maybe once a week, who knows, maybe biweekly, not really sure. There's that always that one topic, always that one news story, excuse me, that jumps up and um. I'll tell you what, man, it, it it really affects me, like personally, you know, so I wanted to take it, it could be a news story like the one we're talking about today, or it could be something where, you know, it's it's a fun news story, something happy. But unfortunately, not a lot of happiness here in 2023. It's all started around 2019, maybe even before that. <clears throat> I don't know if you guys remember the uh, cancel culture era, the Me Too movement around that time it started. Or you can even go as far back as, I don't know, the world kind of changed around 2001. And I see some people jumping in the chat, so I'm just going to give a quick shout-out to the people that came in here early. And I know it's midday. I know a lot of people are working. Um, I'm actually not feeling great today. Uh, Physically, I'm not feeling great. I was supposed to be at work today, and I I just, I feel terrible. Um, But I wanted to do this anyway, and then I'm going to pass out on the couch and sleep the rest of the day. But I wanted to, you know, give a shout out to uh, Disco L Super Bisto, who's here live in the chat. Now, for those on Rumble, I'm not going to be able to display your chats, but I should be able to see your live chats here. So thank you for joining us. Um, but if you're on Twitch and on YouTube, I'll be able to display your chats. As you see here, Disco L Swayze. Uh, oh, I, we, I, I know him as Disco L Swayze, but Disco L Super Bisto, he's here. Um, of course. Uh, oh, what's up? Speedway 9594 is here joining the chat. Dan Heffron. Good friend. I call him Dan to Dan Heffron. That's, that's a whole different thing. Buckshot Kid is here, and uh, Mr. Ken Chan is here in the chat. We have a couple of people. I actually expected no one, to, to be honest with you guys, but it's all good. Um, so let me give you guys a little, <clears throat> little background story, uh, a little background about me personally and why this story is so uh, – hits me, hits my heart, okay? First and foremost, I don't pretend to be like Matt Walsh. I'm not super smart. 
Um, I'm more street smart, I guess you would say. Uh, I, maybe I'm not as well-spoken as uh, a Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson, I didn't say that name right. Um, or whomever you, you believe or, or feel that it is uh, someone who's well-spoken. But listen, I'm real. I'm, I'm who I am. And I'm going to speak from the heart on most of these stories that I talk about. And we're going to focus in on, on the A-Show Extra. I want to focus in on one major topic. Now, with that being said, at the top of the show, um, before the intro, I discussed something that really freaking hits me personally. Like I said, I'm a New Yorker, native New Yorker, born and raised in the Lower East Side of New York, you know, the LES. And um, New York City is a really interesting place. I used to love living here in New York City. And part of living here in New York City, one of the benefits back in the day of living in New York City was the fact that, you know, you don't need to buy a car. You don't need to depend on on spending tons of money on a car and gas and so on and so forth. You could take public transportation. Now, here in New York City, public transportation is incredible. It's great. It used to be great. I mean, you could literally go from New York City to Staten Island. You could even take a train into New Jersey. Take a bus. Take a cab. Now you can rent the bike, Ubers. It's fantastic. I reiterate, used to be fantastic. <clears throat> you know, there was a there was a time and place where, in New York City, you could get on the train. And yes, New York City's always been dangerous. It's a it's a major city. It's always going to have crime. Chicago's always going to have crime. LA is always going to have crime. <clears throat> I'm sure even the place that I'm moving to, Florida, Orlando, you know, to major cities, going to have crime. I'm sure in Dallas, there's crime. You know, I'm sure wherever you are from, there will always be crime. And yes, Buckshot Kid, do you remember New York City shithole of the 80s? Absolutely. I remember uh, we had a mayor here, Mayor D David Dinkins. Oh, my God. He was so he's such a nice guy. But that man was not the right man to run New York City coming off of another guy who almost destroyed New York City and Ed Koch. That's neither here nor there. Crazy Giuliani came in and just cleaned the city up. That's a story for another day. I, we're going to need, we may need somebody like that here in New York City. This isn't about just New York City. And again, I'm, I'm, I'm going all over the place, but let me give you a little background again. So again, I used to love taking the train. I used to be able to love to, to, to get up and just travel anywhere in the city I wanted to. And it wasn't really expensive. And yeah, the trains maybe smell a little funny. You know, yeah, you had your occasional homeless person laying in the train or an occasional panhandler asking for money. It's New York, it's New York City. It's going to happen. You get it. You'll get mugged every once in a while. But no, my God. What the hell has happened? What the hell is going on? What is going on? Not only in this in this city, this once metropolis, but what's going on in the, the entire United States? And I hate to say it, but it's mostly, and when I'm saying it, I'm talking about violence. I'm talking about crime. I'm talking about, you know, unlivable wages. I'm talking about inflation. It's you, it's mostly in left-leaning liberal silly, cities. Now, <clears throat> just so you know, <clears throat> I don't consider myself a Republican. I absolutely do not consider myself a Democrat. I'm kind of right down the middle. You know, April said I'm a right-leaning liberal. I don't know. 
I usually vote for whoever the hell I think is going to do the best job. I don't care what they are. But I found over the over the last few years, I found over the last few months, I found over the last decade that voting for a Democrat has been a bad move. And I and listen, I'm I'm not here to bash you if you are a Democrat. I'm not here to to praise you if you're a Republican. I'm here to tell you straight up. And yes, I agree with you, Ken. It's common sense, brother. As I put his uh, gimmick up, up here on the screen, it's common sense. Now, with that being said, so New York City, like I said, was always, you know, you always had your crime, but it was different. Uh, I think some of the best times in New York City was in the, in, in the 90s, uh, the early 2000s. You know, uh, everybody had a job. Everybody, you know, if you wanted a car, you got a car. You could travel anywhere. It, the city was clean. It was wonderful. But then, little by little, things started to fall apart. And I'll tell you when it really fell apart. <clears throat> in 2019, there was this thing called the coronavirus. <clears throat> or as Donald Trump would say, the China virus. Or the, well, what did he call it? The Kung flu? <laughs> he's, <clears throat> he's too much. Um, and, you know, we were all locked down. Now, me, I'm an essential worker. I was basically mandated to go into work. So I had to take the trains and I noticed something. And when we say the trains, uh, I'll say the Metro. So you guys have a better idea of what I'm talking. Maybe the Metro, whatever it is, public transportation. And I noticed that over the course of time, there was a deterioration. Uh, You know, obviously, look, I get it. You know, people were getting sick and stuff and they had to stay home. So you couldn't clean the train cars and stuff. But I started noticing something more and more homelessness on the trains. More and more people that that seem to be a couple of sandwiches short of a freaking picnic on the trains, on the buses, in the streets. And I'm saying to myself, like, what is going on? And again, I do not pretend I'm not going to throw numbers and all this other stuff. Maybe here and there I'll do that. I'm definitely going to be playing some video clips here. and We're going to be commenting on some of these news video clips because of this uh, specific story with this gentleman by the name of uh, Kevin Neely. Was it Kevin Neely? I don't even remember his name. Jordan Neely. Who unfortunately, was killed on the train station. In the train, Broadway Lafayette. He was The train car was his coffin. What's going on, Jay Hall? Jay Hall joining in the live chat. What's going on, my friend? I appreciate you, brother. Thank you for joining me here. Um, and yeah, it's it's happening all over in Canada too, but Canada is kind of a very far left liberal uh, country, from what I understand. Apparently, you're you guys in Canada are going through the same things we're going through here. But anyway, let me stop being so long winded. So, <clears throat> I started noticing like all this craziness, man, and. I, I, my stress level started, you know, rising a little bit. For those that don't know, you know, during the pandemic, you know, I, I went through personally like a, a bit of a depression. And I, I had I had explained uh, on other shows that I've done that I, I started drinking a lot. Like literally like, boom, I got off my shift and boom, pulled out a water bottle full of vodka just to desensitize myself from everything I was seeing. Everything on the news, everything in front of me. I literally saw a homeless man taking a shit on the train four feet away from me. Literally. 
it's, it's I'm not I'm not joking. He he stood he held, grabbed onto the two bars that you see right back here, squatted and took a shit on the train. Now you see this behind me if you guys are watching on on, on video. This is what it was like in 2020. I'm not even joking. But I thought, you know, all right, it's going to get better. What's going on, cool, awesome dude? Thank you so much for joining us here live on, uh, on Rumble, live on YouTube, and again, live on Twitch. And again, ladies and gentlemen, you can follow me on all social media here at Big Ray Hernandez. Again, this is the A-Show Extra, a little extra for your pleasure. Anyway, so I started seeing craziness. People smoking on the train, shooting up drugs on the train, getting violent on the train. So if you guys follow me on, on social media, if you guys follow me on Instagram, if you guys follow me on Twitter, if you guys follow me on Facebook, you know since 2020, <clears throat> I personally, and I'm going to take a swig of this liquor, I mean this, this coffee, mm, that's good stuff, <clears throat> love my coffee. For those that follow me know that I was posting videos of insanity every day. Then you had the George Floyd gimmick that happened when George Floyd uh, was killed by that police officer. What happened this week, I got to be honest with you, what happened only a day or two ago is so reminiscent of this George Floyd thing. And we're going to break this down. But before I do that, again, um, I just want to give you a little background on what I went through. I took it upon myself because there were no cops. Everybody wants to defund the police. Defund the police. They're killing everybody. Maybe that one asshole cop who killed George Floyd. Yeah, absolutely. Put him in jail. Give him the death penalty. Whatever you want to do. Whatever you he needs to be punished. But not all cops are bad cops. I got plenty of cops in my family. Good police officers. I have friends that are police officers that are really good people. That love their jobs. That, that, that they took the job to protect you guys. And me. We want to defund the police, right? Let me show you something, guys. I'm, I'm going to pull this video up real quickly. And uh, I'll be right back. But I'm going to show this. I'm going to pull this quick little, quick little snippet. You know, everybody wants to defund the police. Everybody wants to, you know, take guns away from police police officers. Uh, let's see how the let's see how the hell that's going in Hollywood, California. I'll be right back. Well, lots of talk over the past few years of defunding the police. Tonight, West Hollywood has done it, voting to reduce the number of armed deputies and using the money it saved to hire unarmed security patrol. One year later, I'm absolutely petrified of someone holding a gun to my head or holding a gun to my husband's head or stealing my dog. He took this video one week ago of one man vandalizing another's car, then them both fighting in the street. Looking on are the city's security ambassadors. This surveillance video of the alley adjacent to the restaurant shows thugs armed with what looks like an assault rifle robbing passersby. West Hollywood business owner Larry Block says the city council needs to return funding it cut from the sheriff's department to get more deputies on the beat. Armed people can do something 
something. They're intimidating. The security ambassadors walk around aimlessly, uh, not really knowing what to do. Hello, how's everything going today? Robberies here increased last year compared to 2020 and 2021. And while lower than many previous years, 2022 was still higher than the 13-year average of 107. Security ambassadors. What? What? Are you serious? That's who I became. That's who I that's who I was. It gets worse, man. Now, did you see that one clip of the guy? Ah, I don't want anybody to rob my husband and steal my dog. You know, a lot of people want to they want to stand up for something. You want to stand by something. You know, you want to you want you want to oh yeah, defund the police until you're being held at gunpoint in an alley somewhere in New York City or in California or in Florida or where the hell you live in Toronto. Right? Right? Come on. A lot of people want to take that, that 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 take up that shield. Take up that that stand on that soapbox which is if you wet, if you, if you soak a soapbox, it eventually turns into mush. I'm, I'm sure. You're gonna end up breaking your ankles and falling off that soapbox. And this is what's happening, guys and gals. This is what's happening. Whatever you identify as, I identify as handsome and, and angry right now. <clears throat> Let me take a deep breath. I was gonna do this actually last night, but I wanted to take some time to really, really, really um, tone it back a bit. Do a little research and 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 continue to and really break this down without emotion. But how can you? How can I not be emotional? So let me get back to what I was saying. I was taking the train during during the, the pandemic of twenty twenty uh, into twenty twenty one into twenty twenty two. Finally, the mask came off and more people came on the train. And I noticed that there was no there was no um I I kept seeing more homeless people and more crazy people. What is going on there? The artist returns. We're here live on the A Show Extra, and um, I, literally on social media, I would take video of myself walking up to "quote unquote" thugs, tough guys, and slapping cigarettes out of their hands because at night, you know, you have a mother with her with her child in a carriage, and some dude decides he wants to smoke a joint. On the car, on the train car, or shoot up. I did it a couple of times. I've actually physically thrown people off of the train. I can do that. I'm a big dude. I can take care of myself. I grew up in a family of fighters, boxers, trained with Al Gavin, Gleason's gym. I can throw hands. But what about that old lady or old man who, let's say, has a, a late night job? And needs to get home. Can't afford a car. They need public transportation. But they also need to be safe. You know, I remember about a year and a half ago, or maybe about a year ago, man, I was on the train, and it was quiet. It was on DeKalb Avenue in Brooklyn, New York. I was transferring from the, the Q to the, to the D train, going into Brooklyn from Manhattan. And this this. Spanish lady, this, little, this Puerto Rican lady comes up to me, and I'm Puerto Rican, by the way. I'm Latino, so maybe it gives me a pass to say half the things I do. But um, she comes to me, and, and I'm going to translate. She goes, please, 
Um, I, I don't know you, and I, I think that I think I'm being followed. There's a crazy man, and he's following me. So, what do you think I would do? Tell her go f herself? No. I walked down the. I said, you know, stay with me. Pretend that you know me. And we ended up riding the train car together. And there was a guy on the platform acting crazy. Many times I had to do this, man, at my job. You know, I, I work in, in a very nice, I would say borderline wealthy part of New York City. And my job, I'm, I'm a doorman. My job is to greet people coming into the door, take packages, help the residents. My job isn't to stop this crackhead dude from choking out his pregnant girlfriend on the side of the building right there next to my door while people are holding up their stupid cell phones, recording instead of maybe calling the police or doing something physical. I had to get involved. Why? This happened outside in front of my building in a good neighborhood for almost 20 minutes. Nobody did anything. I, I just, what's up, Colin Weissong? Colin Weissong, one of my best friends, one of the best producers in the history of podcasting is here. And I took it upon myself to 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 go and, and to defend this young lady. And then I got threatened. So the guy comes up, oh, you lucky I ain't got no gun right now. I'm going to go home and get the ratchet. I'm like, I'm like, listen, shut up. All right. Anyone, by the way, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you a heads up. If anybody's going to shoot you, they're not going to tell you they're going to shoot you. They're going to go home, get the gun and come back and shoot you. Or they're going to pull it out and shoot you right there. Nobody says <clears throat> I'm coming back with a gun. It's bull crap. <clears throat> I'm going to pull up this, uh, this quick little gimmick here. <clears throat> Excuse me, guys. I haven't done a solo in forever. This is from the artist returns. It says, I can tell you from experience, my office was down the street from a methadone, the methadone clinic, and the uh, main psychiatric hospital. And it is no picnic dealing with the mental and homeless. It's not, man. It's really, really frustrating. But is it their fault? Is it really their fault, guys? So <clears throat> during this pandemic, some people call it a pandemic. I don't know. I'm, I'm just saying what people say during this pandemic, uh, the hospitals were full of people with COVID-19. I'm going to hit the cough button. So a lot of these facilities, a lot of the money that was put aside to help the mentally ill, the homeless went to uh, housing people with COVID-19 or, you know, maybe just a bad cold. Who knows? I don't know. So that happened. So what do they do? Well, you know, listen, we don't have enough money here in New York. We don't have the money in this city to, to house all of these homeless and mentally ill people. Slum loose. They'll figure it out. They've lived on the street their whole life. They got this. <laughs> oh, man. But what the city can do is, and I'm going to actually grab my, uh, my trusty cell phone here because I had pulled up a couple of stories here. Did you guys know... <clears throat> Let me just pull this up really quickly. It says here, New York mayor cost of asylum seekers could hit 2 billion as shelters reach capacity reach. I said that all weird reach capacity. Uh, New York city mayor, Eric Adams issued an emergency aid request. <laughs> Son of a bitch aid request 
uh, this past Friday, Friday, saying that the cost to handle asylum seekers uh, arriving from the border approaching two billion. Who invited them? You did. I didn't. Listen, I am not against people trying to make a better life for themselves here in, in this good old U.S. of A. But, dude, seriously, do it the right way. We can't just have people, thousands of people coming into our city or your city. So, $2 billion. Where do you think that $2 billion had, could, could have gone to? I don't know, maybe public safety. I don't know, maybe housing the homeless. Giving them the mental help that they need. But no. Oh, Jay Hall, you're saying it's happening in Chicago? So funny that you mentioned that. Because like I said, it's not just here in New York City. Uh, I'm going to pull up this video right real quick. And let's just show you that it's not just happening in New York City before we get to the main topic, the main story here. Uh, let me just pull this up, guys and gals. Oh, boy. It, it just, it really... It's really, really frustrating. Here we go. Let me flash play. Let's see what happens. Meantime, Chicago residents worried about the violence and the chaos over the weekend downtown, expressing their concerns to police today. WGN's Alyssa Donovan is live in River North with more on their discussions. Alyssa? Yeah, Dina and Ray, 18th District Police gathered with community members here today for a meet and greet. Some of those residents stopping by specifically to voice their concern about the violence and chaos that happened downtown over the weekend. And I'm concerned now with this. This is April and we're starting to see this already. I'm concerned about the crime. Dozens of. Time out. You're concerned now. We told you this would happen. I'm not saying these two fine people uh, voted to defund the police, but they're concerned now. Now you're concerned. Remember what I told you about being, you know, oh, no, defund the police. Police are pigs. They're evil. We don't need guns until you're being held up in the alley. Let's go back to the video. Residents and community organization leaders met with 18th District Police today. Many stopping by the coffee and conversation event to ask what's being done to address crime following a violent gathering downtown over the weekend. They're fighting amongst themselves. They're grabbing people totally innocent coming out of buildings. The 18th District is just about a block away from where the gathering occurred. On Saturday, a large crowd of hundreds of young people swarmed the streets in the loop, attacking visitors, committing robberies, and causing overall chaos. I'm going to stop this real quick. Uh, let me just pull myself up, and then we'll go back to the video. This is another problem that's been happening all over the world, all over the, the young people of the world of this country have no respect for authority. And where do you think they see this? They see adults screaming in the face of a, of a police officer. They see adults screaming and cursing out a military man just or military woman just doing their job. Thank you for your service. These kids, this is what they're seeing. This is what they know. This is now what they believe is correct. So they say to themselves, well, <laughs> if my mom or dad or my uncle Steve doesn't give a shit about police, 
Why should I? Hell, I would like a new PlayStation 5. Let me just go break into that GameStop and take one. Let me just read this quick comment here from my boy, the artist. It says, facts, though, Ray. No one wanted to defund the police, especially in the neighborhoods already riddled with crime. <laughs> That's a good point. It was a slogan that the left slash right took, ran with, without data to support. I agree with you a thousand percent. Because my mom lives in, she still lives in the projects. <clears throat> she didn't want to defund the police. Again, I have family members that are police officers, and good friends. So, anyway, you know what? We'll go back to this video and we'll see. Uh, we'll see more debauchery here in uh, Chicago. Great city, by the way. Used to be a great city, but, you know, things happen. More than a dozen people were arrested following the incident and two teens were shot. One woman says she feels it's time for police to treat these groups like rioters. Time out. It's time for police to treat these groups like rioters. Now it's time. Man, this, this upsets me to no end. And we're going to get to the main story, but let's play this. I love the city. I've been here for a long time, and I, I can't stand what's happening. Alderman Brian Hopkins pointing out that the officers were vastly outnumbered on Saturday night and that there needs to be more preparation with how law enforcement will respond to gatherings like these. For many of the rookie police officers out there, this may have been the first time they found themselves in the middle of a riot surrounded by, you know, dangerous, violent people. That's another thing. I'm going to bring myself back up again. <clears throat> I've been touting this for a very, very long time. Um, they make it difficult for people from their own communities to become police officers. Not everybody can afford a, a college, uh, a college, um, what is it? A college degree, excuse me, brain fart there. Um, <clears throat> I remember back in New York city in the seventies, eighties, nineties, you didn't need to have two years of college. Uh, you, you had a high school diploma. You had to take a test. You had to run through the Academy <clears throat> and you became a police officer. And I, I always felt that police officers should come from, wherever in other words like if you live in new york city you should become a police officer in new york city we have a lot of these kids from orange county a lot of these kids from <clears throat> upstate new york that never seen a project building never seen a brick in their life and they're in these cities dealing with this so what's the first thing they can do pull a trigger scared i don't know let's continue this real quick and we'll, we're gonna move on chicago throwing bottles, shooting guns, or at least four incidents of shots fired. So if you're a rookie police officer in that situation, your adrenaline's pumping, you need direction. You need a senior commanding officer with experience to be there to tell you how to respond to that and to do it in a coordinated fashion. And that didn't happen. Police did not give a statement at today's event, but shared some of their plans earlier this week to address the crime and gatherings of unruly young people. The department will be conducting bag checks at beach entry point. I'm sorry. Was that was was the video not playing? The video was probably not playing. I'm gonna probably have to edit this out. <laughs> anyway, let, let's get let's get back to what I was talking about. I apologize if the video wasn't playing. If you guys didn't see, did you guys see the video? Did you actually hear the video? Um. Okay. No. Okay. Well, that's that's my bad. But anywho, where are the parents, Jay Hall? Where are the parents? Who knows? Who knows where the parents are? The parents. I just told you where the parents are. Oh, you can hear it. Okay, that's fine. As long as you can hear it. I don't want to play the rest of that. But um, where are the parents? Uh, the parents are the ones pointing at the police officers, telling them to go fuck themselves. 
They're the same ones at the rallies. Well, you should be working probably. Same ones at the rallies telling us to defund the police. This leads us to this story. Um, and I do not like the way this is going. And this is why, I, like I said, guys and gals, and again, these shows that I do, these little side shows, the A shows that aren't going to be three hours, two hours, you know, maybe not even an hour long. I only give you a, at least at least 35 minutes of my uh, my thought process, and I wanted to hear from you guys. Maybe we'll go an hour. We'll see. But I'll tell you, man, this Jordan Neely story is really scaring me. And I'll tell you why. <clears throat> this comes across as a, a George Floyd situation. <clears throat> what do I mean with a George Floyd situation? So the gentleman that choked out and killed this homeless person on the train here in New York City, in the F train to be exact, on Broadway Lafayette Station, at the Broadway Lafayette Station, was an ex, uh, was a military man. And he felt that he had to take it upon himself to police his surroundings and protect those around him. Now, you're going to see, I'm going to show you, I think, two different news reports, and they all come across the same way. I'm going to play these, and I'm going to see if you guys figure out why this is really scaring me. And uh, I just hope it doesn't go down this route. But I already see what's happening. This is already coming across as uh, a white guy killed a black guy. They're not saying uh, a mentally ill person who needed help and lost his mind or her mind on the train threatening people, accosting people. Basically saying, I don't give a shit whether I go to jail or not. They're not saying that that's, you know, that that person was choked out. It's simply a black and white issue. Let's play this real quick. This is courtesy of NBC News here in New York City. Good to have you with us. I'm Adam Cooperstein, and we're going to start with that death on the subway in Manhattan. We're learning more about the man who died after police say he started harassing people on the F train and disturbing video shows the moment a bystander subdued him. Police say this right here is a look at the moment a former Marine put that man in a chokehold. The Marine was questioned by cops, but then let go. Now tonight, we're waiting to find out if he'll face charges. Also tonight, we're getting a closer look at the man who died. His name, Jordan Neely, the Manhattan Borough President, Mark Levine. Here we go. This is the thing that scares me right here. They're already doing this. What am I talking about this? And we'll go back to the video. They're already showing you that uh, this was this was not a bad guy. He was a good guy. You know, he used to dance in the trains. He used to make believe he was Michael Jackson, sweetheart of a guy. Look at this tweet right here. Mark Levine. I saw Jordan Neely perform his Michael Jackson routine many times on the A train. He always made people smile. Did he make people smile that night when he was threatening that he didn't give a shit whether he was going to die, go to jail, who he had to kill, who he had to hurt to get his way? I'm not saying it's his fault. What I'm saying is, here we go again. Our broken mental health system failed him. He deserves help not to die in the chokehold on the floor of the subway. You know, it's crazy because I don't 
disagree with this comment, but yet I totally disagree with it. If he had the help from this terrible Governor Hochul, who comes out of the freaking woodworks to say the most ignorant things, and then we have this mayor here in New York City, who is the photo op king of the world. Real good at taking photo ops and drinking on the job. Story for another day. It's not alleged. He literally put up a picture of him at a bar, taking a drink in the middle of the day, having a beer. Um, They're already painting this guy as a good, sweet guy who never hurt anybody. Go back to the video. Here we go. Let me just bring this back up, guys. Give me a second. You know, you don't want to see my big head. Here we go. All right, I'll press play. Bean tweeting this video saying he often saw Neely perform on the subway, dancing and impersonating Michael Jackson. News 4's Miles Miller live outside the Broadway Lafayette stop in Soho where this happened. Also where a vigil for Neely turned chaotic today, Miles. And people there, they say he didn't deserve to die. That's right. That's why the vigil turned so chaotic. They wanted to be able to mourn downstairs. A lot of the people uh, who came to that vigil knew him from his time as a subway performer. Outrages mounting from them and from elected officials say he did not deserve to die this way. On the Uptown F train platform at Broadway Lafayette Street, a vigil for Jordan Neely, a 30-year-old homeless... All right, I got to jump in. All right, a visual, a visual, a visual, visual. In remembrance of this gentleman that passed away. Like I said, it's it's incredibly unfortunate that this this homeless person would absolutely would definitely mental health issues. <clears throat> um I think it sucks that he died on the train and he got choked out. It makes it actually chokes me up. I feel bad. But it's not his fault. But when you get on the train and you threaten people and you put people, you paint people into a corner like I was many times, I mean, shit's going to go down. It's going to happen. People are going to feel like they need to protect themselves. We're the police officers. That's supposed to be on the trains. I see them every once in a while. But back in the day, they used to be cops walking up and down the actual trains the entire time. We had the MTA police. They were like NYPD, but it was just the police department just for the for the for the uh for public transportation. But if you defund the police, you don't have that. I just I'm going to finish playing this video and then I'll give all my thoughts. I'm starting to get upset and emotional again. Here we go. This New Yorker who was put in a chokehold after passengers say he began acting aggressively and threatening riders on an F train Monday afternoon. Then what we're seeing is people deputizing themselves and not having a compassionate approach to those who are struggling with mental health and homelessness. All right, this guy's an idiot. I'm going to actually put this up because I know you guys didn't actually see it. I'm going to I'm going to put this back up and listen to what this guy says here again. Okay. I'm going to put it up. Here we go. Listen to this fool. I'll tell you why he's a fool. People deputizing themselves 
and not having a compassionate approach to those who are struggling with mental health and homelessness. Neely was placed not having a compassionate. Let me ask you a question, beard boy. If you were on the train with your grandmother and that man went up to your grandmother and said, I'm going to kill you because I'm hungry. Are you going to be compassionate to that man? You know, he has mental health issues. You know, he's crazy. But he's going to attack your grandmother. He's going to attack your wife. He's going to punch your kid in the face. What are you talking about, bro? What are you talking about? Compassionate. At that moment, there is no room for compassion. There is only room for action. To protect yourself and the ones you love. This Marine took it upon himself and I'm sure felt at that very moment he needed to protect himself and the people around him that couldn't protect themselves from this unfortunate mentally mentally ill person who seemed to be pretty dangerous. Did you know this? <clears throat> Google it. Google is good for something. Did you know that Mr. Neely had been arrested over 40 times? Hmm? Violent crimes. Uh, what is it when you, when you jump the turnstile and you don't pay your fare? Getting on the train illegally? Did you know that? 40 times? How do you get arrested 40 times and still land on the street? I have a feeling that Mr. Neely, unfortunately, wanted to be arrested. He wanted it. You know why? Because then he gets three squares a day, three square meals a day, a warm cot, and a place to call home. And that is not fucking fair for him. You're spending millions and billions of dollars on people that are not paying taxes coming into this country. You're going to pay them. You're going to give them cell phones, warm beds, food, popcorn machines, video games. But Kevin Neely needs to find himself on an F train being choked to death because he couldn't even eat. I want that to sink into you guys for you guys. But I also want you guys to continue to listen to this news story and continue to see how they're playing this out. In a chokehold by a 24-year-old subway rider for nearly 15 minutes as passengers waited for police to respond. That man was taken into custody after the deadly encounter and then released without criminal charges. A spokesperson for the Manhattan District Attorney tells me, quote, we have an ongoing investigation. End quote. Governor Kathy Hochul reacting to the video. That All right. This piece of work is not going to come in. And instead of defusing the situation. Now, this is this is crazy because right now the, the mayor of New York City and I'm you know, this is New York, but this is happening everywhere. So to let me know if you guys agree with me that it's happening all over the world, all over the city, all over the country, <clears throat> mostly in left leaning liberal states. You don't hear a ton of this in Florida. I mean, you hear some crazy shit in Florida, but you don't hear a ton of it. But now Governor Hochul comes on 
And she, instead of diffusing the situation, let's see how this plays out. Let's look at, to, let's look at what she says. It is absolutely disgusting to me. Let's play this video real quick. Here's your governor, Governor Hochul. And this is most of the people that are really, really damaging us from the inside. This morning. That was deeply disturbing. And that causes a lot of fear in people. And actually, the mayor and I are working so hard to restore that sense of safety. Neely was a well-known Michael Jackson impersonator seen here in this video. Manhattan Borough President Mark Levine noting he'd seen him perform many times and always would make people smile. The incident putting a focus on mental health issues and homelessness in the subways. Shams, the homeless hero, is formerly homeless. I just broke down in tears. Um... Um, because the, the greatest fear for me was dying while homeless. And sources close to the investigation say the autopsy has been completed, but they are reviewing that video for any evidence that may show the cause and origin of his death. We are live in NoHo. I'm Miles Miller. So that wasn't the video I wanted to show you. I'm going to actually pull this down because there's a part where Governor Hochul comes out. And she starts basically saying, you know, how terrible this is and how, um, what's the word? Uh, she basically starts fanning the flames. I think this is the video here. I'm going to play this real quickly. Here we go, guys. I'm so sorry. I, I put up the wrong video, but this is the first time me doing this in a long time. So, you know, this is what it is. What are you going to do? So I'm going to share this video and, um, it's very, very, uh, it's, it's annoying to me. And hopefully I got the right video here. I, I really did try to do this correctly for you guys, but we'll see. Here we go. Witness who took it says Neely got on the subway. So far, there are no criminal charges. Oh, let me just put it. You're going to have some accounts here of people. <clears throat> and this is, this is the right video. <laughs> oh, this is the right video. They pull this young lady to do the news broadcast. And then they pull some jobber, some guy in to make this a race issue. Now, this is totally a race issue. It has nothing to do with um, uh, that the city is trying to defund the police. It has nothing to do with the fact that the the left-wing uh, crazy liberals are, are, are literally trying to uh, take guns out of our hands and guns out of the hands of the people that are supposed to protect us, that we have to end up doing it ourselves. You know, I take lunch with me to work every single fucking day. I do. And I carry a fork and a knife with me. Sometimes I get I get like, man, do, do I need to pull something out? <laughs> it's that bad. Let's see how they play this out. This is another. Uh, this is uh, from MSNBC. Oh, boy. I just wanted to show you guys how they're playing this out. So I'm going to I'm going to actually put this gimmick up and let's see how this plays out here. Let's see how they how they paint this uh this gentleman here we should warn you the video you're about to see is disturbing nbc's stephanie gosk has the story for us tonight there is growing pressure on the manhattan district attorney to bring criminal charges after a man was choked to death on the subway monday he could not breathe jordan neely ended up on the floor of the train in a headlock after police say an argument turned into a violent confrontation when it was over neely was unconscious ems attempts to revive the 30 year old failed the medical examiner ruled his death a homicide. Did you notice right away? He cannot breathe. I'm not making a joke of this, but he was in a chokehold. That's what a chokehold is. 
I'm sure the gentleman, the, the Marine, was was trying to de-escalate the situation, maybe put the guy to sleep in a sleeper hold or a revere naked choke, as we call in MMA. Held on to it too long because he was scared for his life. Um, But neither here nor there. Unfortunately, this f- poor freaking guy ends up dying on a damn subway. But let's see how these people are taking this horrible story of a person that really needed some freaking help and turning it into a race war. Died by chokehold. So far, there are no criminal charges. The 24-year-old who held Neely in a headlock was taken into custody and then released, according to police. The video obtained by NBC New York shows Neely in a chokehold for nearly three minutes. The witness who took it says Neely got on the subway and was acting aggressively. Telling riders he was hungry, he was thirsty, that he didn't care about anything. He didn't care about going to jail. He didn't care that he gets a big life sentence. Today, New York's governor called the chokehold. This is what I wanted to show you guys. This is this is the video that made me do this show or made me put this show up much faster than I would have. I was thinking about doing this at the end of the month. Here we go. A quote, extreme response. Thank you. There have to be consequences. And so we'll see how this unfolds. But uh, his family deserves justice. His family deserves justice. His family deserves justice. Four words that pissed me the hell off. And let me explain to you why. <clears throat> Clear my throat. Should I drink some coffee? I'm take a little sip of coffee. Mm. Mm. <clears throat> Nothing like cafe pilong. It's good stuff. His family deserves justice. Where the fuck was his family when this guy really needed help? Where were they now? Where were they then? What about George Floyd's family? Where the hell were they? His family deserves justice? His family. They don't deserve shit. Mr. Neely deserved to be fed, housed, clothed, and mentally helped by this state that this Cretan, Kathy Hochul, the worst governor in the history of New York State, But no. Colin, I agree with you, my friend. Colin comes up and says, they didn't give two shits about him. Now they care when there's a chance for them to get paid. Ah, you're right. You're absolutely freaking correct. Um, This video goes on. I'm going to play a little bit more about this. And we're going to close out with some comments, some thoughts. And uh, what we're going to do next moving forward with the A-Show Extra and the A-Show. Um, this is just absolutely, this just pisses me off beyond belief, man. This freaking wicked witch of the West. She's the worst, but you know, it's from, that's my opinion. There we go. With me now to discuss is former New York prosecutor and civil rights attorney. And this is where they turn everything racist. Charles Coleman, Charles, there have notably been no arrests and many people out there want to know why. What's your take? 
Simone, I think the first thing that we have to understand in having a conversation about Mr. Neely in this case is that the perception of New York City is that we are a very progressive city that does not have issues regarding class and race. And that perception cannot be further than from the truth. This is a city where this has happened repeatedly. And if we think about violence against black people, we have unfortunately been. Hold on. Violence against black people. I got to tell you guys something. I was raised in a community of mostly Latinos and African-Americans and Jewish because I was on the Lower East Side. Asians. It was a melting pot. <clears throat> but most of the people I hung out with were my own people, the Latinos and the blacks. This gentleman is coming out and saying violence against black people immediately. Violence against. How about violent? How about violence from mentally ill people? Why is it got to be against black people? What if, what if, what if this Marine was, was a black man that choked out a white homeless man? What if it was me on the train that I've had to do a couple of times to actually put my hands on people? Would I get a pass because I'm Latino? Would, would I get a pass because I was born and raised in the projects and went to, and went to PS 134? Do I get a pass? But because this young man, this ex-military person was a white man and the homeless person happened to be a black man. This becomes a black-white issue. This is what really pisses me off. Let's go back to this video. At the epicenter of this, whether it's law enforcement or vigilante justice, you can think about what it was with Eric Garner. You can think about Amadou Diallo. You can think about Sean Bell. And that's just on the police side. But we've actually seen this sort of violence in the subway before. I want to remind viewers of a case uh, uh, relating to Bernard Getz, which occurred way back in the 80s, some years ago, where a white man shot a, 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 a teenager on the train. I have to address this comment from my boy, the artist, and he and I always go at it. But he says, now you're just being a heel, which means a bad guy in professional wrestling. A man dies. Somebody always grieves. You don't know his relationship with his family either. I guarantee you, my friend, the artist, I guarantee you, that nobody had any fucking relationship with this guy until now. His aunt's going to pop out. His best friend from high school is going to pop out. His baby's mother's probably going to pop out. Um, or his wife. Who knows? Maybe he's married. Maybe he's a married homeless person. Uh, his father is still alive. Holy shit. He doesn't live in the state. He abandoned him when he was three. But now he wants uh, justice for his son. I guarantee you that's what's going to happen. I'm going to tell you something. And I'm going to tell you this from my heart. And I'm going to I'm going to take this guy's face down real quick. I've said many a times that I was raised in the projects and my brother I had two brothers, one brother Rick who was a police officer, another brother Will who uh was not. <laughs> um and you know, my brother, I love my brother, and he went through a lot of shit and he was addicted to drugs. I mean, there were times where I have family members that they have money stolen from them from within the family. I know what it is to have drugs in the family, but one thing that we always did when you really freaking love somebody, a family member, you're right. You're going to stay by them. You're going to stick by them. You're going to try to help them out. You're going to put them in drug rehabilitation centers. You're going to, you're going to do whatever it takes to help them. You're going to be there. But one thing, 
we would never let my brother, we would never let happen to my brother is him end up on the streets homeless because we loved him. I'm not saying that makes me better than their family. I don't know the situation. I really don't. And, and artists, I think if it's fair for you to say. But what I'm saying is that if I truly care about somebody, now I'm now looking at that video when he was young and he was dancing and performing, a good-looking kid, you know, doing the Michael Jackson thing. It breaks my heart. Because I know that that kid you saw in that video had hopes and dreams. He wanted to make people smile. But because he didn't get the help that he needed, whether it be from the fucking state or his family, he ended up dead on a subway on a subway floor on a piss-smelling, dirty subway car in New York City. This could have been prevented. You're absolutely right, my friend. Artist, you're right. We don't know what connections he had with his family. All I'm saying is that where I come from, there's nobody eating out of a garbage can if he has his or her blood running through my veins. You feel me? Let's finish listening to this idiot making this uh, a race issue. I'm going to pull this up real quick, and then uh, we'll go home from there. That means uh, we'll end the show soon. Here we go. Uh, because he felt threatened. This sort of thing happens in New York because we have issues of class and race that have not been dealt with and that are fault lines in our society. And the fact that we have had such a split among public officials in terms of how they've addressed this is quite frankly because it shines a light on some of the ills that take place in New York City around affordable housing, around inadequate mental health services. And that's why we have this cauldron of, of different responses that has boiled to the surface around his death. You know, Charles, you you brought up the case from the 80s and some legal experts are now saying about this particular case that it could get complicated for some of those same reasons. If passengers claim they felt threatened and I'm going to put quotes around. All right. This really pisses me off. See, see the way she's playing this threatened with the quotation marks. Yo, I've been there. I felt threatened. How dare you? Oh, my God. This is really upsetting me. We'll continue to listen to this moron. Threatened because this is something we often hear or uh, passengers claim that they that they needed to act in self-defense. Talk a little. Can you just unpack this for us? And, and then also weigh in on why use a chokehold? I why use a chokehold? I'll tell you why. <laughs> why use a chokehold? What do you want the guy to pull out a gun? Maybe stab him? Maybe that was the only option he had. <clears throat> I don't even want to. I don't even want to listen to the rest of this. I, I, let me just let me just tell you right now where it's going, and you guys can go to W. I'll tell you right now. Go to YouTube. Type in "death of Jordan Neely after NYC subway confrontation ruled a homicide," and you guys can check it out. Because I don't want my blood pressure to go up. She's she's baiting him into all these answers. By the way. This was this is not something that's this is not just like a a genuine confrontation, uh, genuine conversation or a generic uh, conversation between a reporter and, and somebody who was a former 
district attorney. They want to make this a race thing. And I'm here to say this is not a race thing. I believe from the bottom of my heart, maybe I'm wrong, but I believe that this young man, this former military member, this white man, was just protecting the people around him, his fellow New Yorkers. I do believe that. And uh, I do believe that is a goddamn shame that we in our major cities have to take it upon ourselves. You know, I have two friends. I'm not going to name them because I don't want to embarrass them. And I know one of them are watching. Um, they lived in, in uh, downtown Chicago. They bought a nice place in Chicago. They moved from New York City because uh, his wife got a job there. And um, they've been there 10 years. <clears throat> they've been very happy. She was driving to work, daylight. She got pulled over. She got pulled over for what she thought a gentleman was asking directions. She got a gun pointed to her face, dragged out of the car, and carjacked. They almost ran her over. My two friends are moving to Florida, <laughs> and I'm going to join them. <sighs> Listen, I don't know how this is going to play out. Uh, Nobody knows how this is. This story is going to play out, but I see the direction that this is going. And in my humble opinion, ladies and gentlemen, I do not believe that this is a race issue. I'm, I, I cannot reiterate that the most reiterate that anymore. I believe that this is a situation where the system has failed the most vulnerable in not only this country, <clears throat> not only this city on this planet. We have our friend Alexa. She's in Germany. Same thing happening there. My buddy Jimmy T, who lives in Australia. Same things are happening there. Canada, the United States, Mexico. It's happening everywhere. And it's because we need to have our protectors able to protect us. We need also to take that money that we are funding to illegal immigrants and siphon that into our own cities, our own countries, our own communities. My heart goes out to the people that are having to flee their countries because they want a better life. But there is a process. I can't just say, I want to go to Harvard. So I just walk in and say, get me a pencil. I'm going to learn and I'm going to get a degree here in Harvard. But sir, you have to take a test. You have to have a certain GP. No, I don't. I I crossed this river and I jumped over this wall. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I, um, I'm choking here. Let me give it. And I, um, I deserve it. I deserve this education. I deserve to get into Harvard and earn this and, and, and get this degree. No, there's a process. You, you need to have uh, a certain GPA. You need to, you need to meet with the, the Harvard people, or whatever you call them. I've never been to Harvard, so I don't know how it, how it works out, but I'm sure you need to pay a ton of money to get in there. I'm sure you need to have 
it's not what you know, by the way, it's who you know. Somebody kind of give you a good, you know, a letter of recommendation or two. You can't just come into this country illegally and get everything that people that have grown up here have paid tax. I'm, I'm sure Mr. Neely at one time had jobs. He paid taxes. Maybe. But I'll tell you one thing. He's, he's a, he, he was born here. Kevin Neely is not just a black man. Kevin Neely is an American. An American who is in need. An American who was let down. An American that got no help from his family, his friends, and above all, his government. I feel that the blood of Kevin Neely why do I keep calling him Kevin Neely? That's not his name. What is the what is the guy's name? I'll just call him Mr. Neely. Jordan Neely. Thank you, Colin. The blood of Jordan Neely lays on the hands of our governor, Kathy Hochul. And you want to hear something funny? As left-leaning and as crazy and as terrible as I think Mayor Adams is here in New York City. At least he came out and said, let's see how this plays out. Giving this the benefit of the doubt. Guess what happened to him? <laughs> oh, man. The liberals are not very happy with him. You know, no, Kevin Neely. I knew a Kevin Neely, by the way. I'm, I'm just looking at the chat. Um, that's why I keep saying Kevin Neely, but it is Jordan Neely. And I, and I apologize if I kept saying the wrong name, but I'll just say Mr. Neely. Man, my heart really does go out to this kid. May you rest in peace. And my heart goes out to that, that military man. Thank you for your service, sir. Who, uh, young man who decided to take it upon himself to police where there were no police because they've been uh, defunded. Anywho, um, ladies and gentlemen, thank you again for joining me here on the A Show Extra. Um, like I said, guys and gals, I want to do this once a week. A Show comes on every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's 4 p.m. Pacific. It's myself and April Hunter. Now, check this out, guys, that are listening, and we're going to be putting this out. But this week will be the final week that the A-Show or the A-Show Extra, well, maybe the A-Show Extra will stay on this channel. <coughs> but the A-Show will be moving permanently on YouTube to April Hunter's YouTube channel. All right, guys? Now, hear me out. Don't go anywhere. Hold on. Go to YouTube and type in April Hunter. Her YouTube channel will come out. Subscribe. She's got a couple of thousand subscribers there. We feel it's a bigger reach. Also, I want to genuinely and humbly. Oh, okay. I see a live chat's working on Rumble. That's good. Um, I want to humbly thank you guys on Rumble for coming in and joining us here as well. I love Rumble. I want Rumble to be a place where we can come on and say what we feel. Who knows? I have a feeling that this video might get struck down on YouTube. 
But if it does, you can see the replay here on Rumble. So it's rumble.com backslash user backslash the A show. Follow us on all social media. Just type in the A show. But on Instagram, it's at the A show. Or is it, what is it, at the A show? I don't even know what the hell it is. God damn it. At the A show official. <laughs> there you go. On Twitter, it's at underscore the A show. Follow me on all social media. Like I said down here at Big Ray Hernandez, April Hunter at April Hunter. Hey, what the hell? Follow Colin Weissong on social media at Colin Weissong. <laughs> Guys, I want to thank you so much for joining me for this. Like I said, uh, we're going to be going live every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with the A Show. Next week, um, April will not be with us, but I will have a guest host. Just as beautiful, just as busty, just as voluptuous, just as smart, just as witty. Um, my good friend and uh, the, the the wife of Big Vito Lagrasso, former ECW legend, former WCW legend, former WWE legend in the dress. <laughs> Big Vito Lagrasso, Noel Harlow Lagrasso will be joining us next week. And it'll be a lighter show. It'll be a whole bunch of fun. And then look out for another the A Show Extra, maybe maybe Thursday during the day. It's going to be fun, guys. Uh, thank you again for joining us. This is my first. I haven't done anything like this in a long time. I used to do two-hour reviews of Monday Night Raw by myself at OneWrestling.com with the legendary Bill After. Well, in the words of Bill After, uh, we'll see you at the matches, but there are no matches <laughs> to be seen. But I always say this. I would do this for a living, but if I couldn't, I'd do this anyway. Why? Because I love talking to you guys. I love it, and I, and I love that you gave me this opportunity to speak my thoughts. Uh, you gave me the opportunity to read your thoughts, and uh, if anybody ever wants to jump on with me, just hit me privately, and we can do this. This is for you. This is for the people. I'm out. God bless you guys, and uh, God bless the God bless the family of Mr. Neely, but God bless Mr. Neely, and to the Marine. God bless you too, sir. Hopefully this all works out and they don't turn this into some terrible debauchery. Love you guys. God bless. And I'll see you next week. Hey, and don't forget the next level wrestling review with me and the vet at Hami Media Group. Y'all are. Later, guys. Thank you, Rumble. <laughs>